Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be along the space-time continuum, that you can feel grateful and lucky and humbled by the fact that out of all the species on the planet. Believe it, I heard today 400 million, maybe maybe it's 400,000, I don't know, but out of all the possibilities, of all the animals <laughs> that you were born at the top of the food chain and <laughs> that you were born human. I found out today, I was watching a lecture by Albert Vilgodo, and he said that every animal species on all of planet Earth, every single one of them, now this is going to mostly apply to women, okay, not so much men, but hold on to your hats, ladies, every animal species murders all females above the age of reproduction. So if you've hit menopause and you're like any species on the planet, except for two, you're a goner. I mean, it's not even, you know, put you on an ice flow. <laughs> I mean, they just literally just killed them. Probably eat them. I don't know. Depends on the species, I suppose. All female species on the planet. I did not know this. How did I not know this? I've taken biology. I got an A. I ended up tutoring biology to other students for a whole year. And how did I not freaking know this? I think it might be new-ish information, but I was blown away. Now, who are the two species that don't murder women for being over the age of menopause <laughs> it's humans obviously and cetaceans you know like the orca whales and the dolphins are cetacean friends I channeled them once I channeled them last year but what scientists have discovered about this and this is a weird thing is that the reason why what they discovered about why they don't murder women over the age in their, you know, species. In both cases, humans and orcas and dolphins alike do not take out their menopausal, you know, females because 
It's the grandmothers who help the newborn babies to speak, to communicate, and they take care of them. I suppose if the grandmothers were detached in these two species, then we'd all be freaking goners. I don't even have grandchildren. I would have been a freaking goner a year ago, three years ago now. What the actual hell? Like elephants? Tigers? Like for real though? Every species on the planet. Polar bears? Birds? They, they, they murder the, the females. Because they're not useful to promote and continue on with the species any longer. I can't say that I'm happy about this. I, this is terrible news. This is terrible information. I'm sorry I'm even sharing it with you, but I, but I do want to give you one more reason if you are a human female <laughs> or a cetacean listening to the show. I doubt it, but in case you are, I... <laughs> I mean, it's one more reason to feel a little bit, slightly, kind of a little bit grateful that you are, were born human. You have those opposable thumbs, baby, and you can teach your grandkids language. And how to write is the other one for, for humans anyway. I mean... Really though, like this just, this, this blew my mind. It blew my mind. You know, there are a lot of differences between humans and other species. And the dolphins are, they're like right there with us. They've got more brain matter than, than you know, humans have the most, I guess. But, but dolphins, you know, you know, orca whales, whales are... They're all very, very intelligent. I guess it's the intelligence that realizes that there is some value to older females. It just, I don't know about you guys, but this just freaking blew my mind. Absolutely blew my, it made me grateful to be a human and not, you know, a dog or a cat or whatever. I did not know that. I, I've never seen cats, like house cats, domestic cats, take out other cats. But I have been around at people's houses when they found their older female cats dead under the house. I mean, maybe they take themselves out. They can't produce babies anymore, so they're done. Like, that's just crazy. I, I, I don't know, guys. I have never... Never heard this before. Have you guys heard this before? Does it even sound right to you? But Alberto Villodo, he said this, and he he said that the scientists just discovered this, that there's, in every single species, like, what? I mean, his speech today was really excellent. I've been watching all these lectures from youcanhealyourlifesummit.com, and it's free. It's still going on, and they just, like, yesterday and the day before, there was only, like, 
a movie and eight lectures and the lectures were 39 to 46 minutes. That was it. It was so easy. I watched every single one of them and I was excited. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to get ahead of the game. All right. And I went there, um, as soon as it switched over to the new day and there was like 15 hours and two movies, 15 hours worth of stuff plus two movies. And I'm like, who the hell has 20 hours to watch this stuff in two whole days? So now I've got to pick and choose what I want to see and what I don't want to see and blah, blah, blah. But I'm learning a lot and, and I'm grateful for it, but I'm still like, seriously though, I mean, in over the weekend yet, whoever planned this, they're just, it's like, I think they're trying to sell the program. So you go, oh, I really wish I could have seen that lecture. So you buy buy it for 125 bucks. Maybe that's, you know, the selling point of it, you know, that's why people want it because they're, they can't possibly watch them all and they get super curious about it. I love Hay House and it's worth every penny. Just to be honest, I'm not going to buy it though. I don't have the money, but, um, at least not for that. I've got other things I've got to buy. I'm trying to do some things that I need to, I, anyway, it doesn't matter, but I have other things I got to pay for, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I was really, really, really blown away by Al, Alberto and like what he had to say or Albert. I, I keep calling him Alberto. Turns out he's from Peru and he grew up in the, in the highlands of, or the, the Andes mountains, not too far from Machu Picchu. And I'm like, Oh my God. I stayed in Cusco for two weeks. I stayed in Puno for two weeks. Oh my God, Puno. Oh, that's the, the city that's on the shore of Lake Titicaca, which is 12,000 feet above sea level. Cold as hell. Cold as hell at night. Like, I even actually spent a night with my kids on an island in Lake Titicaca looking over the horizon. You can see... Bolivia and their snow-capped mountains. It was it was that cold that on the other side of the lake it was all snow. I mean, and I think it's like permafrost. I think it's like always snow. That is the world's highest lake and we spent one night, two days and one night on um on that island. It was hard as hell to breathe, man. I thought I was going to die. But um but we did it we did it. It was an adventure. It was so incredible. And uh, someday I'll write about all my proving adventures as well as all my other ones. But it was weird. I just, I didn't really feel welcome in Peru at all. And I felt up until living in this building where I live now, I have always felt welcome in Ecuador. I felt like this is home for me. And living in this apartment building has been like living in a building full of kindergarten bullies or grade school bullies. This is the way that everybody in the, in the whole apartment has treated us. And, um, today is no different. Right before I started to do the show, I get in, in a text from the landlord saying that there have been several complaints about a foul odor emanating from our apartment. Now, mind you, <laughs> We've had the door sealed so no one can smell anything from our apartment, whether it smells good or bad in here. No one can smell anything. And it's been that way for six weeks. (laughs)
But today was the first day that my son went out and took the trash out that we had had, you know, built up trash for six weeks. It's kind of freaking smell, you know, especially when, you know, broccoli and grapefruit rinds, they've been sitting in their own, doing their own little thing. (laughs) So I guess, um, a little teeny tiny something trickled out of the bag, like a little, I don't know. I hesitate to use the word juice, but oh my God. And he didn't notice it. He didn't, he didn't notice it. He didn't know. Went out, took the trash, minded his own business totally, came back and sealed the door back up. So I get it. Uh, a message from the landlord going, there's a foul odor emanating from your apartment, according to several people in the building. I'm like, so the one woman who has a vendetta against me, the one who complained that my son left like a half inch by half inch, little teeny tiny smudge on um, some paint that was fresh. It took her maybe two seconds to wipe it off the wall, but she felt like that was justified instead of my very first interaction with her instead of um <laughs> people are freaking weird like she could have just wiped it off and just moved along with her life and said please be careful of the pain but instead of ever saying hello my name is whatever the hell her name is i wouldn't know because she never introduced herself and ever since that day that she accosted me and yelled and accused my son and pointed fingers at him and her Spanish is so rapid because she's so mad I don't know what the hell she was saying and I'm just like uh-huh mm-hmm, uh-huh like I was just like who the hell are you I'm like and your number you know your name is like what like who the hell are you where do you even live I've lived in this building for two freaking years and I never knew who she was never saw her didn't know who the hell she was but the minute she got it into her mind that there's white people in the building, maybe, I don't know if it's out or not, maybe because he's a teenage boy. Ooh, I mean, we might as well be devils living up in here. <laughs> anyway, today there was like a foul odor coming from our apartment. Ooh, and it was so my landlord's like, oh my God, not again. The last time it was like everybody in the building, there were... Um, threatening to beat down our door because a man lied and said that he saw my son and there's no way we're all in quarantine you can't see up and down the bill you can't even see even if my son was awake at 11 o'clock at night he said he saw my son out hanging out the window and throwing um trash out into the alleyway which there was trash out there and it was nowhere near this building so what the, what the hell do they care other than to be busybodies and live a telenovela life? And I was just like, dude, like what the hell? So that, that's the kind of weirdness, the energy of pettiness. And I don't think it'd be jealousy. I mean, they're not jealous. Our apartment smells right. I mean, it's just pettiness. It's absolute inability to mind your own business type of thing. So you guys probably are not doing that but if this is in your life at all this might I don't even know if it's an ascension symptom or maybe a symptom of being locked up with a bunch of other people like the quarantine thing but I mean there's been a lot of angst and a lot of anger and a lot of just crazy and the landlord's like so 
what do you think about this? I'm like, I don't know. The rest of our apartment smells like bleach and cleaner. And we did have our dishes in our sink. Um, we just pulled some stuff out of the fridge. So there's a little, a little tiny bit of an odor, but not like it was just, it was just a trash. He took the trash out the hallway. People smelled the trash, BFD, and then whatever. They're mad when we throw it out the window. We're mad when we take it in the hall. <laughs> and they were out, they're colluding in the hallway a few days ago, talking about what they're going to do about the bicycle that we parked in the parking garage. My son overheard them talking about the Gringos motorcycleta. They're, you know, motorcycle. It's like a bicycle motorcycle. It's like a bicycle with a motor on it. It's like they complained when we carried it up the stairs. They complained when we left it out in the garage. It's like, no matter what we do, they're going to complain. So it was like stupid. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? It's like they don't have their own lives to worry about. They don't have, they're not looking inward. These are the sleeping people, guys. These are the sleepers. I'm just like this going like, oh my God. It's like hysterical because all these bozos are going to end up in my book when I write a book about Ecuador, you know, and, and I'm just going to be like the people living in Edificio Las Magnolias <laughs> at the end of the lane with, you know, I mean, it's just like, what the hell, what the actual hell? I honestly can't wait. I'm probably going to go rent a house that will be away from other humans. But, um, I, it's just, but so this might be the, the pettiness, the infighting, the crazy, uh, things. Uh, there have been a lot of people in the world protesting. So there's a lot of that angsty, angry against other people type of energy. And in the new age community, a little bit, I've seen it where people are like, you know, the people who release the virus, they have to pay. They're so evil, blah, blah, blah. A lot of conspiracies. I'm not going to say conspiracy theorists because I believe the theories are true. So it's just an actual straight up conspiracy. But again, with that energy, it's like, it don't get bought. Don't buy into it. Like, okay, maybe it's true. And if it's true, what shall we do? What can we do? We'll sign a damn petition and move on with your life. Sign one, start one, whatever. But focusing on the petty shit in your life and focusing on the bigger things that actually matter, like the things that are happening in the world that are evil, you know, and that is, you know, there's a lot of issues that we have to work on still. But those things should not consume your life and your time. They shouldn't. They just really shouldn't. You know, I mean, this is a time for us to sit inside, contemplate our lives, get our own houses in order. And the people who are stubbornly refusing to, you know, do that, are the people that are looking outward to point fingers and blame others without recognizing that we're all one. This is unity. You know, we're all one being pretending to be 7.7 billion humans. Like seriously, like this person got like almost practically a petition against us because they, there was a smell in the hall. 
subway and there was like a little trickle from the trash on the on the um in the hallway that my son didn't even notice one paper towel would have cleaned it up and they took several pictures and got up a petition and then contacted the landlord and he's just like what the hell right he's like now i've got to pay someone to go over there and clean up the mess. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even know about that. I mean, my son didn't even notice. It wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't that big, you know, and for them to be like, oh my God, it's just like so petty. I just like, oh, what the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I mean, I didn't go when the neighbor stabbed his wife and she was taken away in an ambulance after we heard the ambulance siren for an hour outside our building I didn't go around making a petition and I probably should have because that was completely unacceptable behavior taking your garbage out is not (laughs) I'm just like dude what oh my god I expect this kind of behavior from the people in my old neighborhood in Peru but I don't know. They thought we were drug dealers because we didn't go to work every day. And it was like, sometimes people have money outside of working every day in a foreign land. I mean, or maybe we're working at home, which we were, but it's so stupid. I, it's like, I never expected this kind of behavior here. And I don't know why, why did I expect people to be any different than anywhere else? But I've never had more complaints in all my life about the stupidest stuff. <laughs> I remember in my in in my son left a bicycle that was already in the yard and no one knows where it came from and no one belonged to the bicycle and he's like this is cold I'm going to ride around the neighborhood and he parked it under a different tree it had been in the same tree under the same tree for like 5 years or something and it was a little rusty old bicycle and he parked it under a different tree and suddenly somebody noticed it <laughs> and they complained he's leaving his bicycle and, and, he, and the landlord's like what's up with the bicycle? he's like I don't know I just found it under that tree over there and I parked it under that tree over here and he's all oh cool alright I was like I don't know or who, it's not mine <laughs> I just used it for like 10 minutes <gasps> oh my god how are you, like, why is that any of your business? Like, people just sometimes have nothing better to do with their damn lives. And I do need to get the hell out of here. I just don't want to be around such petty jerks. But <sighs> I do want to move. I just, it's like, I don't know. And I've been, and you know, it wasn't, it was actually before this, even today, I was, I was thinking maybe possibly it's time for me to leave Ecuador entirely. And while I super love it here, I not here, here, not in this apartment here, but in the city, it's still a little bit too high in elevation for me. I'd love to go down in elevation and find a place, you know, but there's nothing really to rent in the areas where I would love to live. I mean, I have to spend like half a million dollars on a house 
gorgeous houses though. Oh my God. The cheapest house I could find is like 298,000. So it's still kind of expensive for South America. It's, I mean, it's less than Argentina, but it's kind of pricey still. And I'm like, I don't have that kind of money. So I might, you know, and my son wants to live alone and that's okay. When he's 18, he wants to be an adult and see what that feels like. And that's all right with me. So as long as I could find a way to support him when he needs it, (coughs) you know, the way my parents did for me and the way I did for his oldest sibling or his older sibling. So (coughs) I was thinking I might just move to the beach here. Might find a little one bedroom studio or a little apartment overlooking the ocean live in Salinas and just look out every single day at the ocean and watch for the cetaceans that are not killing their grandmothers. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I managed to bring it right back around full circle. There you go. Did you see that? Oh my God. (sighs) Oh my God. I really miss going outside and I don't like going outside all that much. I mean, if I lived at the beach, I'd be outside every day. I did live at the beach for six months in Mexico and oh, we were outside every day. We had an outside, we had a a little um, dining room that was all fresco. It was like fully outside, no windows. Anyone could just walk on in and and sometimes people would. They would just like walk by and go, hi. And then they talked just for a few minutes. It was actually kind of nice. Very pleasant. Very sweet. Puerto Escondido is one of the sweetest places. We were treated badly by maybe three people when we were there. And those people were visitors. They were on vacation from Mexico City. One guy actually spit on us and called us gringos. And he told us to F off. And we were like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? We live here. Like, you're on freaking vacation. We know you're not from here. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't your town. In fact, everyone in the town, we knew all the all the business owners. And we were invited to the secret birthday, like our first weekend. We ate things that we think were probably illegal to eat, like turtle soup. We, they served us all this food and we're eating it like, wow, this is really good. And we're like, what is this? Oh my God. I think it was like the endangered species dinner from hell. (laughs) We were like, Oh my God. Oh my God. We need to get out of here. Are we eating endangered species? But okay. While it's here, let's have another bowl of that turtle, that turtle soup. It was so good. It was incredibly good, but I don't want to ever eat it again. I mean, I would never order it, but (laughs) Mexico is fun. It was interesting to live there. Oh no, I just, I've already lived in five countries that speak Spanish, so Central and South America, and I love, every country has something new and different and unique about it, and I loved every single place we were at. Some places I don't want to return to, Puerto Escondido I'd probably go back to, you know, for like a week or two, not for the whole summer or something, but, but I mean, you know, the cartel, there was occasional heads in the road, you just... <laughs> and and I heard the Mexico did get a little bit more dangerous since we left, so 
it was it was plenty dangerous in some parts but where we are here this never happens you know or maybe I mean heads in the road thing that doesn't happen human jawbones on the sidewalk that only happened in Mexico <laughs> we were kind of freaked out about it it was it was a crazy I don't even know what that was but you know I don't know but this I don't know my a friend of mine told me he was Uruguayan and he lived in I want to say in Chile and he said I speak Spanish I have almost the same accent as as the people in Santiago where he lived and he said I got a job right away and everything was great and it was like the neighbors started noticing that maybe I was a little bit different I was cooking food that smelled a little bit different like maybe I was spicing my rice a little different and he said at first it was at first it was okay you know and they liked him and then they started to get to know him and then they started asking questions and they're super curious and then one person said one word and suddenly everybody suspected him of being a criminal maybe he's with the cartel he's like dude I'm a waiter in a freaking restaurant right you know and he was like and he's like I am Latino I'm from here I'm South American I'm not that much different like my culture is practically the same but his food was slightly different and his clothes were maybe different a little bit you know maybe he's combed his hair on the wrong side something weird and everybody just freaked out and he's like yeah once in a while that happens and he said he lived in northern peru and the same thing happened in northern peru then we moved to lima no one gave a crap you live downtown lima you're fine on the outskirts is the really dangerous parts and we knew all the really dangerous parts and sometimes we had to travel to the dangerous places but we never ever at night i mean it was really bad i mean you think Detroit was bad. Detroit was a cakewalk compared to some of the places we saw in Peru. But, um, I, and I lived in Detroit too. So, <clears throat> and I love Detroit, just to be honest, 313 baby <laughs> started off my life in the 213. And the last place I lived was the 313. It's just the way it is. But, um, <laughs> I'm just blown away, but I'm, I'm glad I'm a human based on the weird ass things I heard tonight. There was something else that Alberto, Albert, Albert Villodo, 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 I don't know how he says his name, but <sighs> Villodo, I guess. <coughs> he, he said some really strange things that just blew my mind. And I took so many notes. I was writing so tiny because my notes, I took so many notes on his stuff. <clears throat> now I can't see because of the lighting in this place is just not not all that <laughs> um, he did say that there's 500 genes in our body that will create disease oh yeah that was it it was about disease that I have to do this from memory because I cannot read this but he says he says uh, he was saying that when he first started training and studying plant medicine with the shamans and he went deep into the Peruvian Amazon 
and he, I think he was in the southern part. I was in the northern part of the, the Amazon River is freaking huge. If you ever see a map of it, I mean, it will blow your mind. It goes through it, like four or five countries. It's, it's huge. And um, in, in Peru is a massive country. It took, it takes like 26 hours from on, on the bus, something like that. 20 or 26 hours on the bus from Lima to the border. <laughs> of Ecuador. It's the northern border. It's like crazy. But um anyway, and, and so and like in the Amazon River flows through all of that. And it's windy. It is I think one of the largest, if not the largest river in the world. I forgot if it was. I think it might be the biggest one. Is it the Niles, the other one? I don't know. Yangtze, I don't know. But anyway, um so he studied with the uh, medicine men and the shamans down in the jungle in southern part of the Amazon and he was saying that they don't get sick and they don't get sick because they don't follow the patriarchal father divine masculine medicine and, and what we have in our world is or in our world in, in the you know if you're listening this chances are you're not an indigenous person living in the jungle without electronics, right? So, but anyway, he was saying that the rest of the world, like with the hospitals and the doctors and the people with the MDs and stuff, that's like divine masculine energy. That's like the the male energy and they're following like a male God pattern somehow. It, it has nothing to do with God or religion, obviously, but... But when you're in the jungle, you realize that they're working with the divine feminine energy and they're using Mother Nature and Mother Earth, Gaia, Pachamama, you know, all of these entities or, or, or deities, I mean, and they're trying to heal the people from their emotional states that hold them back. And so that's what all the plant medicine is about, that, like, you know, ayahuasca and the, the serious, like, tripping balls, you know, energy. So you could go inside and really look at your shadows. You look at your shadows and you bring them to the light so that you could get better and you never get sick. And when he was looking for plants in the jungle that would cure um, heart disease and, and whatever, he had like three different things, diabetes, heart disease, and one other one. And anyway, he couldn't find it. He didn't find anything. And, but no one in the jungle had these things. And it took him a while to figure out that it was only because they were, um, that they were, uh, working with their spiritual side and the shamans, because they've taken ayahuasca, they know about quantum mechanics. They know the quantum physics behind the human body and the makeup of the universe and the matrix. They know everything. And when he asked them, how do you know about this stuff? They said, because the plants told us plants told us, you know, which, you know, what plant to have with the other plant that would make the psychoactive thing take place. So the psychedelic nature of the plants can be combined. So the person could go on a trip to heal themselves. The plants told them they literally speak with the plants and the mountains and the animals and mother earth herself, as well as God himself. 
and they that's how they're shamans that's what they do it's what I do you know mostly I, I you know I I was looking at this thing about empaths the other day and that um oh one of you sent me what I can't remember anyway I'm going to talk about this next week there's 17 kinds of empaths and I have 13 of them so you know it's crazy so anyway um you know and I didn't I didn't become a shaman because I went to the jungle I didn't go to the I mean I did go to the jungle but not for that I became a shaman slowly over time just by being in South America just by being in Peru and it and, and God taught me directly and I started learning all this energy stuff and I'm still learning I'm not I'm not like an old veteran at it I'm, I'm still learning this stuff and I don't do plant medicine shamanism at all I do energy and, and different things but um, <clears throat> but I'm still a Hayoka lightning shaman you get struck by lightning and you're spiritual you're definitely a lightning shaman <laughs> I've gotten the lightning medicine inside of me, but, um, I'm definitely a Hayoka. You know, I piss people off left and right. And then that helps them spiritually grow. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) so glad there's a word for it and it's not asshole. (laughs) Oh my God. But anyway, that was kind of an energy update report. I do have a couple little scars on my chin that were not there a week ago. I think I was abducted a few days back. And they took, they, they, I pockmarks on my chin that never were there before. Oh, here we go with another ambulance. There's been a lot more ambulances lately. It's crazy. But. All right, so if you're living with your relatives or living with neighbors that you decided that you can't stand living with them day in and day out every single second for eight weeks in a row, (laughs) now you know. Imagine the rainbow. The more you know. (laughs) I think a lot of that angsty energy, that pettiness, the cruelty, the mean spiritedness I think it's more of a it's not really an ascension symptom I think it's a byproduct of the stupid isolation crap that's going on for all of us anyway let's get into space weather solar wind speed right now is 323 kilometers per second and yes we were getting um, we will be getting energy tomorrow from the solar winds shall be arriving tomorrow as well as the next day so this is going to be a wild weekend, energetically speaking. Although right now there are no sunspots. This is uh, day six of spotless days. If you want to see pictures of the transformation of Venus on spaceweather.com, you can go check that out. They've been taking pictures as she progresses. Um, Venus is a really, she's a beautiful planet and she appears like, they call her the super bright evening star. Jesus called himself the evening star and always made me wonder about it if he meant he was Venus which is the goddess of love 
I don't think he meant that, but <laughs> there, it always, it always, I don't know. There's something about it. There's something there. I didn't really know exactly why <clears throat> he said, I am the evening star. <laughs> I am the planet. Be- Is he Venusian? I don't think so, but I don't know why he said that. That always bothered me that I didn't know. It didn't bother me. He said it. I thought it was cool. He said it. It sounded all cryptic and mysterious. Maybe he was high. Did Jesus ever get high? That's a good question. Thermosphere climate index is still cold. We are at 10.3% of the neutron counts of the space age average. So we're still at very high. Lots of cosmic radiation coming in. But we are down since yesterday by 0.1%. There's an adorable picture of the giant crazy beautiful moon above this really fat sheep if you want to see this adorable picture on spaceweather.com you can go there and check it out and according to the all sky fireball network we have had 11 fireballs explode over the united states in the past 24 hours seven were sporadic fireballs two of them were from the Aquarids meteor shower and two from the Lyrids meteor shower. It's kind of cool. We have two meteor showers in a row. It's like a two for one deal. I love that. <laughs> According to the Schumann resonance um, from Disclosure News, and why it's not letting me see it, uh, I think it said 66, but let me check it out. I had to pause it for a second. Actually, that was yesterday. I'm like, that was yesterday's, right? 66. Today, according to, to DisclosureNews.it, coming out of Italy, the Schumann Residence is only 10. Not not a whole lot going on there. I don't know what's going on with uh, the rest of the world because, again, they're still moving their servers over. I'm hoping by Monday that we'll be able to check back in with HeartMath.org. That's... I don't envy them doing that big job. That's got to be a lot. And just the thought of it makes me feel a little bit of anxiety in my chest. I just, I don't know how to do this. So I'm like, oh, you know, it's got to be really, I don't know. I don't even know what the word is. Hairy. Is that like, like. Like scary or hairy, like it's like, oh my god, they gotta move the data one chunk at a time over. Is that what they do? Do they cut and paste? I don't know. Maybe you guys know more about it than I do. I just, it's like, I have programmed, I have made websites from scratch just using HTML. I actually learned HTML back in the day. <laughs> remember GeoCities? Do you guys remember GeoCities.com? I had several, I had like four pages on GeoCities. I had poetry, I had all kinds of stuff. And um, anyway, yeah, I had a hypnotherapy site and I had a, um, I don't know, I think I made a family website for my um, husband's family and they thought it was all great and then they used it to talk to each other and complain about, like the kids would complain about their homework and then... And I think that at one point they just said, who made a, who made this site? And then they started making fun of me. Totally like, I think I deleted the site. I was just like, whatever. You guys are rude. You know, I did this nice thing for you and y'all. Whatever. 
yes, I'm a nerd, but <laughs> I'm taking down your fun now. <laughs> anyway, lesson 292 is where we're at in A Course in Miracles, ACIM.org. And I don't read these in advance, and these are new territory for me. If they're new for you, they're new for me as well. I had only studied A Course in Miracles up until around lesson 98 or something. And so I'm learning along with you, and I love this. I, I hope you guys are liking it too. There's only 365, so, I mean, we're almost, we're like three months out. We'll be done in three months, so, all right. Here we go. Lesson 292, here's the main thought. A happy outcome to all things is sure. Oh, I like this one. So cool. A happy outcome to all things is sure. excuse me God's promises make no exceptions and he guarantees that only joy can be the final outcome found for everything yet it is up to us when this is reached how long we let an alien will appear what it literally okay I'm going to start this over It does say that how long we let an alien will appear. Maybe I'm saying this wrong. Okay, I'm going to start over. (laughs) What? Was Jesus high when he was channeling this through this lady? Okay. God's promises make no exceptions. And he guarantees that only joy can be the final outcome found for everything. So far, so good. Yet it is up to us when this is reached. Okay. How long we let an alien will appear to be opposing his. These words make no sense to me. Do they make sense to you? Swear. How long we let an alien will appear to be opposing his. I... I'm just going to keep moving on. I hope you guys got it. And maybe I'm just having a brain aneurysm right now. I don't know (laughs) what, how long we let an alien will appear to be opposing his. Not getting that. And while we think this will is real, we will not find the end he has appointed as the outcome of all problems we perceive, all trials we see, and every situation that we meet. <clears throat> Yet is the ending certain, for God's will is done in earth and heaven. We will seek and we will find according to his will, which guarantees that our will is done. Yeah, okay, the rest of that made sense, but maybe it's a typo how long we let an alien will appear to be opposing his it makes absolutely no sense to me all right yeah i might have to check uh another source 
you can actually go to ACIM.org or you can download an app and maybe there was just a typo out of 292 lessons. That's not bad. The first typo, <clears throat> or maybe it's not, and I'm not reading it right. Anyway, let's read the end. We thank you father for your guarantee of only happy outcomes in the end. Help us not interfere and so delay the happy endings you have promised us for every problem that we can perceive for every trial we think we still must meet a happy outcome to all things is sure so that's lesson 292 if you guys want to go check it out <laughs> and see if it says alien and <clears throat> on the apps because i mean that's that kind of freaked me out like how what all right. Uh, last week, I got away with not talking about the coronavirus at all. And this is a world news report. It's Earth Changes in World News Weekly. Weird world news. Um, I So I'm looking at this, and here we go. This We do have some, you know, typical news where it's going to grow, but also some good news. So in the world right now, there's over 4 million cases, 4,012,837 cases of coronavirus. And there's only been 276,216 deaths. Now, these are recorded deaths, okay? There have been a lot more deaths of this, but we don't know how many extra. We don't know how many. Here in Ecuador, they actually were saying earlier in the week that Okay, well, first of all, we're supposed to be finished on Monday. Last Monday was supposed to be the end of the quarantine. They extended it till the 16th, and now they've extended it to 30 days past the 16th. So June 15th, damn it. I'm stuck with these crazy people in this building. Oh, my God. All right. <clears throat> wonder what else weird-ass complaints I can make. Ha, <laughs> If I burp in my room at four in the afternoon, am I going to get an email about that? I mean, oh my God, I should try it just to see what I, I should just make up a sound. <laughs> Find werewolf sounds from a Halloween album or something. See if that, you know, if we, if our landlord gets a call about that. <laughs> we think that there are werewolves in their building and in, in their apartment and oh, I don't, oh my God, it's wrong, people. All right, so <laughs> uh, out of the cases that were tested and they knew to be coronavirus, cases with an outcome. Now, a couple weeks ago, it was looking kind of scary. It was like 21% of, of the people that get it die. You know, now with there, they're going around telling the world, oh, it's only 3% in the world die. No. They're not looking at the closed cases. They're looking at all the open cases as well as the closed cases. And they're making it so skewed that you feel like this is hardly anything. It's like the flu and it's hardly anything and it's not dangerous, but it is. You know, don't be afraid. Just be cautious. Stay home. Wear a mask. There are even now emojis with a mask. I play this game, it's kind of dumb, but I wanted to learn about fashion, so COVID fashion. I have this app, and like three or four times a week, I'll open the app and just see what's up. They just gave us free COVID-19 masks 
for our fashion. So like when we're making our, and they're like blinged out, it's like crazy. I'm like, what? It's even reached our games. (sighs) The world has changed in the weirdest of ways. So yeah, um, I guess out of the closed cases that have had an outcome completely, 1.6, more than 1.6 million people have had it and had an outcome. Out of those, 17% died, not 21. It's gone considerably lower than last week. I think last week was like 18 or 19%. Now it's down to 17, so that's not bad. I mean, compared to what it was, you know, and I have a feeling it might go down to 16 or 15%. You know, the more they try out random drugs on people to see what will happen, but... It's, it's crazy, but right now, out of all the active cases, which is more than 2.3 million in the world, only 2% are serious or critical. Now, that number's gone down as well, and 98% are only with a mild condition of this. 212 countries and territories in the world, as well as the two international conveyances, i.e. cruise ships, uh, have have had it, so... 212 countries in the world. There's like 249. And out of the recognized, there's only 197 recognized countries or something like that. But anyway, in the United States, one point more than 1.3 million cases. There have been 26,000 deaths in the U.S. I don't know the new cases for whatever reason. It's not showing me what the new cases were recently. It looks like the curve is flattening. In Ecuador, they're only claiming 1,704 deaths, but I'm sure it's like a thousand more than that. You know, it's probably 2,700. Apparently, what they were doing with our count, um, I guess there were two lists and they counted them twice. (laughs) I think that's very naughty and not at all nice. Uh, they had to, I, they were saying that there was like 2,400 more cases than there were or something in they had to adjust, or something like that. They had to adjust it anyway. According to this, there's only 1,704 cases, um, that were, you know, deaths, maybe cases that are new 28,818 here in Ecuador. So in Italy, let's see what we're doing over in Italy and Spain. In Italy, they've only ever had 217,000 cases. So, I mean, the U.S. has 1.1 million cases more than that. In Spain, 260,000 cases. Total deaths in the U.S., um, almost 79,000. In Spain, 26,300. In Italy, 30,200. Those are rough numbers. Um, In France, only... Uh, 26,230 deaths 176,000 people haven't had it in France so I don't know only one new case in China that's not bad they've only had 82,000 cases in China and 4,633 deaths that were reported Peru 61,000 total cases um, so I don't know, you could go to worldometers.info if you want to check this out, but 
I think it's encouraging, I don't know about you guys, that there's only 17% of the outcomes are the worst. That means 83%. It's still like a high B. If this were a graded test. Anyway, well, there you go, the coronavirus news. Um, there have been, we've even had, you know, protests downtown. Like, I guess they're trying to cut the budget by 5% at the university. No one's even in school right now, but they're protesting it. And our local ombudsman is going to sue the federal government here in Ecuador because they say that that's a violation of human rights to cut services for students by 5%. It's like, what services? The university, they're like not even open right now. And I agree, don't cut, you know, needed services, but cut everything 100% right now and then in you know in six weeks open it up again but what do I know it's like why is money even going there now anyway but or maybe it should just be there and just whatever I don't know so but there was a big massive protest down you know downtown and people were not social distancing even though they all had gloves and masks and there were a few arrests, arrests made and People have been arrested here for fishing on the river. They can't work and they don't have money to buy food. And they try to catch it and then they get arrested. It's just the totalitarianism has got to stop, said one of my friends on Instagram today. <laughs> I quite agree. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to get into some earth changes, see what's going on around the world, and... We'll see who we need to pray for and in what capacity right after this message. Now that- 
As I'm recording this, the first of the solar winds that were promised for the ninth, it's here already, quite early, earlier than I expected it anyway, but boy, I've just been suddenly, I'm, my stomach suddenly is bloated and I'm uh, just, my eyesight is suddenly very, very blurry, almost having double vision. Uh, had to shut off my computer. My tablet was acting up. I just like, I was like, screw it. I took a break and I looked on Instagram for all the divine masculine and divine feminine readings that people have been putting up. Mostly it's the divine masculine that is holding the union back because he's still trying to figure out, wrap his head around this insane relationship, the twin flame relationship. This is nothing to sneeze at. It, it's real it's crazy it's uh I mean it's easier for the divine feminines to know because we've all been looking into it for a lot longer and a lot of the DMs are just like um you know trying to get their head wrapped around this whole thing and also trying to figure out what to say a couple of the readings said that like they just don't know what to say to us how do they even approach us this sounds completely crazy like I've had all these weird feelings for you I think that you're my one granted we've never met but hey <laughs> it, I know it sounds completely crazy I mean my divine counterpart and I have had not today so much but we've been getting closer via telepathy and that sounds completely insane and I feel like maybe he took a step back today feeling like maybe he didn't want to feel so crazy today you know like you know telepathing to a stranger it it sounds weird but I think when we meet we won't feel at all like strangers we'll just feel like this is always meant to be it's always been we've had many many dreams together he held my hand in the first dream I had of him he just picked me up. 
I was on the um, sidewalk looking at some jewelry. (laughs) Typical me move. And he just came up and he said, shall we then to the fifth dimension? And he held his hand out and it was like, oh, this golden light behind him. And we floated up into the sky in this golden ray of light. Weird dream. I woke up going, oh my God. It was the first time I saw his face clearly. That was last year. I thought that was incredible. I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. But if you are a divine masculine and you don't know how to approach your divine feminine, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what to say right now. Get out a notepad, get out a pen, make sure the pen works. Okay. This is what you write. I'm going to give you the exact letters to write, write to this person, or you could say it, but write it down. First letter is H. Second letter is I. (laughs) Now you could get fancy and put a period after the end of that or an exclamation point. You might put it all in capital letters. You might become formal and actually say hello. You could be informal and say, hey. Just start. Just start the conversation. It doesn't have to be perfect. as a divine feminine who's been waiting for four years. It's weird though, like 10 years ago, people were telling me that I was definitely a twin flame. I have a twin flame and I've got to find him. I mean, a bunch of people, like three or four people all in a row. In fact, my friend Stephanie, who I just mentioned yesterday, she was one of the first people to say that to me. She was psychic as how I loved her so much. God rest her soul. She says to me, Oh, I see it in your eyes. I'm like, what? She's like, you're a twin flame. Mm-hmm. You are a twin flame. You've got to meet your twin. I feel it. I'm like, well, I'm married to my soulmate. And she's like, no, no, that's not him. A lot of changes have got to occur, but you'll be with your twin. I'm like, oh, my God. What is all this crazy talk? Everyone keeps mentioning this stupid twin flame thing. I don't even think it's real. That was me 10 years ago. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get into the watchers.news. All right, so this is the thing. We have more than two pages get through, so I probably should hop right in and get started on this. You know, earlier today, my son was yelling at me, <laughs> and I was just sitting here, just trying not to take in the energy of it, but to listen to his words and I get kind of like a deer caught in headlights. I, I don't react well when people are yelling at me. I just sit there very still hoping they don't see me. I don't know. <laughs> Is that what deers do? That's kind of how I feel sometimes. And I just sit here and I'll know where my rib cracked. Literally the energy who's shooting at me cracked my freaking rib. when witches fight (laughs) and I I tapped I did the EFT emotional freedom technique which I'm going to go over next week with you guys and I have this um, scarf I just I tied around my ribs really really tight because I could barely breathe I couldn't it hurt like hell and it wasn't just rib out of place because I know what that feels like this is like a cracked rib and I've had a cracked rib I think this is a rib I cracked before actually in exactly the same place 
so it just cracked again and it's like what the hell like and my wrist was hurting like I've been, a couple days ago I worked out and yesterday I did not and my wrist were, is hurting like almost like there's a hairline fracture on my wrist as well and even though I don't think there is honestly but it just hurts like hell and I think it's just I think I and, and also and also today my face I looked old today like my age I looked my own age usually I look like 12 years younger today I looked my own age that freaked me out like two days ago I was telling you guys I looked young all of a sudden I'm cracking ribs I'm getting hurt I, I look old out of nowhere I think I just hopped into a freaking horrible timeline <laughs> I think tomorrow will be better, but I just, it's like this multidimensionality thing just sometimes really gets me down. Today was really strange. Not always, not totally good. It's a strange day. They have the neighbors freaking out. It's like, did I hop down a timeline? Like I was feeling so good when I went to bed and I wake up and the, my whole world changed and it's just shitty. <laughs> it's like, what the hell happened? It's like, what the hell actually happened (laughs) oh my god just so so bad hopefully I'll wake up tomorrow in a much better timeline because this one just this one's for the birds baby alright the watchers is a website I use to tell you guys the uh, earth changes reports It says, watching the world evolve and transform. That's a tagline for this watchers.news. If you want to go look at the pictures. So strong and shallow 6.6 earthquake did hit uh, uh, near the coast of Crete in Greece. And that was on the second. So last Saturday, basically. And the reporting, it was like 10 and a half miles deep. There was also in Japan, a 6.0 earthquake hit the northwest part of the Ryukyu Islands. Oh my god, my vision is like double vision. This is so hard right now. But they said it was a strong and shallow quake. It was 6.2 miles deep. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It was out in the ocean, but... Yeah. Send love to Japan as well as to Greece. Alright, um, there was a flyby of 0.62. Um... LD, I don't know what that means, but basically 148,729 miles away from us was an asteroid 2020JA. Huh. JA, I think that's my twin's initials and mine. I've met so many people with the initials J or JA, actually. And I was just thinking about that today, so it's kind of funny. I I usually skip over the asteroid news. All right. And more than 75,000 people had to evacuate after a dam failure led to severe flooding in Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan. That really freaking sucks, dude. It was a reservoir uh, dam failure. So it was at the Sardoba Reservoir Dam on the Uzbek side. And it broke early. 
in the morning. Of course it did. These things never happen when everybody's happy and wide awake and can freaking do something about it. <sighs> Seriously, the only time I've ever heard of a dam breaking and the town flooding and people dying from it, the only time I've ever heard that happening is always like in the middle of the night, every damn time. Ah, uh, get it? Damn time. <laughs> uh, I slay myself. It's probably why I've got a cracked rib. Okay. Major floods have submerged 22,000 homes in West Java, Indonesia. So, actually, 21,888 houses, that's oddly auspicious. And it affected up to 81,088 residents, another oddly suspicious, I mean, auspicious number, with the 888 and the 88, and the 22 as well, I mean... Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking this is a karma thing. I don't know why. This was in five sub-districts of Bandung District, according to the West Java Disaster Mitigation, um, also known as BPBD, which makes no sense at all. Anyway, um, I guess let's just send some love and light to Indonesia. Send them some sunshine. Now, in Uganda, oh no, I've got friends in Uganda. Six people have died, 5,000 have been displaced due to heavy rains that continue to flood Uganda. So, that's in the Isingiro district. So, send some sunshine to Uganda as well. Uh, Asteroid JJ, 2020 JJ. Now we have JA, now JJ. I've met two of my twins, near twins. They both had names that begin with J. My husband who died, his nickname was Joe. So here, here's all these J's. It's like, do you guys have J's? I mean, J's are really common though. I mean, there's a lot of names of J's, but, and I know that J is the first initial of my twin flame, my real twin flame, not my near twin flames, but JJ, again, here's with that. Um, it's the closest of the year and the sixth closest ever on record. This is only 8,328 miles away. Holy crap. It's the 40th asteroid that has flown by Earth since the start of this year. Oh my God. God, it could all just... I mean, one of these things just slam into us and that could be all, you know, be wah, wah, wah. It's all she wrote, Earth. Oh, well. I just feel like, all right, let's reconvene in heaven, guys, and then we'll all just go have the best pizza ever. I mean, heaven food is awesome. All right. Large mud flow causes severe damage in Isvana. Kyrgyzstan. Never even heard of this country. K-Y-R-G-Y-Z-S-T-A-N. Damn, they had a large mud flow. Man, heavy rains triggered it. Damaged homes, roads, and gardens. A state of emergency was declared, of course, for the town, as well as many of the other areas in the southern region. So, I guess we'll send them sunshine in Kyrgyzstan, in Isvana. 
Structural damage has uh, been sustained after shallow 5.4 aftershock hits southern Puerto Rico. Ooh, 5.6 miles deep. That's not good. This uh, earthquake occurred at Tayaboa with extensive damage reported on the island. Oh, God. Let's just send some love and light to Puerto Rico. They've, they've had a lot of crap happen to them the past couple years. Heavy rains caused deadly floods and landslides across w- Rwanda. Wow. Um, they had severe flooding and landslides. Again, with the landslides, usually it's just heavy flooding, heavy rain, and, I mean, the last few weeks, suddenly we're having landslides. It's getting a little bit worse. So let's just send some sunshine to Rwanda. A global study reveals declines in terrestrial, but increases in freshwater insect abundances. Ew. I don't like stories like this. Yuck. It just gives me the creeps. A study by an international team of researchers found considerable variation in trends even among adjacent sites but an average decline of terrestrial insect abundance by 9% down per decade, but an increase of freshwater insect abundance by 11% per decade. I do not want to read anymore. Sorry. Just if you really want to read about insects, watchers.news, page two. What did I just say? Here's another one. <clears throat> but of course, this one is really freaking creepy. Asian giant hornet, called the murder hornet, has now been found in the United States for the first time. So they sent us the virus, and now the murder hornets. Think there's a connection? Just kidding. There's not a connection. It's random. I think. Anyway, the Asian giant hornet called Vespa mandarin, mandarinia. That that's quite a name. <laughs> Dubbed the murder hornet. This is the world's largest wasp with an appetite for honeybees. Those MFs. Ah! Yuck! Yuck! They're eating our beautiful honeybees that make us honey. Winnie the Pooh will not be pleased. (laughs) Oh my good God. It's basically the world's largest wasp has now been spotted in the United States for the first time in Washington State. And I got people over there. Okay, well we're going to go to the story even though I don't want to freaking see any more damn pictures of these angry little jerks it's not their fault they eat bees but I mean I I, I gotta skip past this oh my god how many of these pictures do they have to put oh I'm like getting all the I'm getting the willies I can't take this oh my god and I can't move too much I got the willies and I got the shivers in my body and then my cracked rib (laughs) I'm in hell (laughs) Oh my god, I can't even laugh that much. It hurts. Alright, um... 
All right, well, here we go. Uh, Man. Entomologists are now on a hunt to wipe out the insect whose sting could be lethal to humans. These little fuckers. Raid is my friend. Raid is my friend. (laughs) I'm seriously like, this is freaking me out. It's like, I'm glad that my windows are all taped up even though I'm in South America this is still too damn close for me (laughs) they say there's they're like something out of a monster cartoon with this huge yellow orange face says Susan Kobe her name is Kobe (laughs) a bee breeder in she is a Kobe she's a co-creator of bees a Kobe Susan Kobe, a bee breeder at the Washington State University's Department of Entomology. Those are not people who make entomens desserts. Just saying that to myself. Note to self. It is a shockingly large hornet, Todd Murray stated, a Washington State Extension entomologist and invasive species specialist. It is a health hazard and more importantly, a significant predator of honeybees. Oh my God. I don't know if I've ever hated an insect worse, maybe three or four different ones worse than this, but ew. They are uncertain as to how or when the hornet first landed in North America. Well, it wasn't on a plane, but beekeepers have reported hive deaths in the previous months. Hornets reportedly rip off the heads of bees an alarming sight in a country where the population of bees is seeing a sharp decline oh I'm gonna cry I love bees so much the hornets decapitate the honeybees feeding their bodies to their young those bastards they're so evil these insects can destroy a hive in a matter of hours oh why do there have to be so many pictures? Every time I scroll down, there's another one. The hornet's life cycle starts in April when the queens emerge from hibernation. They begin to feed and look for subterranean dens. Oh, it just gets better and better Ugh, to create their nests. Once the habitats are built in the summer and autumn months, worker hornets then seek out food. And they're most destructive in late summer and early fall when they're on the hunt for sources of protein. To raise next year's queens. This is creepy as hell. <sighs> they attack honeybee hives, killing adult bees and devouring bee larvae and pupae. Not poop. Poopae. Pupa. Pupas, I guess. More than one pupa. Pupa. The grand pupa is a pupae. <sighs> I'm just not cut out for this crap. While aggressively defending the occupied colony. They are two inches long. Ew. Hornets can kill humans if they're stung multiple times. Oh yeah, by the way, you know when a bee will give up its life to sting you one time. But a hornet can freaking repeatedly sting you. Their stings are big and painful with a potent neurotoxin. Oh, freaking lovely. Multiple stings can kill humans, even if they are not allergic. Oh, well, thank you for adding that. Gross. Okay. 
A WSU scientist will start trapping the queen murder hornets this spring, hoping to wipe out... It's like murder. Is, is that not like the theme of the day? Mm-mm-mm. They hope out. They hope to wipe out the species. Well, I hope they freaking do too. I, for one, hope they wipe them all out. Sorry. Good luck in your next life. Hope you don't come back as a murder hornet. We'll do it all over again. Oh my God. The state officials of Washington have launched an app for hornet sightings. It's that bad. The most likely time to catch Asian giant hornets is from July to October when the colonies are established and the workers are out foraging. Traps can be hung as early as April if you're attempting to trap the queens. But since there are fewer significantly or significantly fewer queens and workers, catching a queen's not very likely. Great. Freaking great. Um they Somebody did add a little um thing to this, so if you're not totally creeped out like I am and you want to read up more if you go to watchers.news page 2 and you see this click on the this and there's another link somebody said she wanted to add more information even though all the information she did her research and what I just read to you is all true but what well, I believe watchers.news they're an excellent website so okay Lake Albert overflows in the Congo the Democratic Republic of Congo damaged and destroyed hundreds of homes. So this was in the Jugu territory and the surrounding areas. So let's send more sunshine to the Republic of Congo and get the thought of this horrible thing. Oh, it's just like, I can't get it out of my, it's just, I feel like it's crawling in my neck. It's freaking me out. Heavy downpour causes severe flooding in French Guiana. Great. Ugh. Let's send them some sunshine as well. So, evacuation of hundreds of residents in Saint Laurent du Moroni. Oh my god. Here we go with that name. Moroni Moroni. I just don't want to touch that one. It's a 10 foot pole. Much of the Camopi Trossote commune was almost entirely submerged. And you know what, dude? It was only five inches of rain. How the hell? I guess it just flows downhill. The grounds are dry. Drought followed by heavy rains for the region. That's crazy. Oh my good God. In Kenya. Oh my God. A swirling sinkhole has swallowed a huge chunk of land in the country of a county of Kericho in the Great Rift Valley in Kenya. On May Day, whoops, yeah, May 1st, May Day, as heavy rains continue to pound the country. And now the death toll across the country has reached 164 due to the heavy rains. But uh, I don't like the idea of a swirling sinkhole devouring a giant chunk of land. That's, that's scary. 
More than 500 new hydrothermal chimneys found on the seafloor off of the Pacific Northwest. Oh, yeah, it's just what we need. More potential volcanic activity under the ocean. Next to all the tectonic plates. I mean, that's exactly what we freaking need. Researchers from the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute Mbari, M-B-A-R-I, discovered more than 500 towering hydrothermal chimneys off the seafloor of the Pacific Northwest in an area known as the Endeavor segment of the Juan de Fuca. <laughs> F-U-C-A. Uh, oh, Juan de Fuca Ridge. Okay, wow. If you want to read more about that, that they have maps and pictures of it. Um, they're saying that there's a new study that shows natural hazards on Earth, specifically earthquakes and tsunamis, can create much more disturbances in the ionosphere than previously assumed. The researchers studied the catastrophic earthquake in Tohoku, the 9.0 that happened in 2011 and the tsunami in Japan and I guess they're now seeing how that affected the ionosphere. I'm not going to read the whole article but um, if you want to read it, it's there. Greenland's icy Grand Canyon was shaped by catastrophic floods apparently according to the University of Massachusetts Amherst and the University of Copenhagen's Center for Ice and Climate the researchers so they're proposing a new hypothesis for how Greenland's Grand Canyon formed and they think it was just you know was a you know the catastrophic floods abruptly drained the huge cavern like spaces crazy all right if you want to read that again watchers.news at m 6.8 magnitude 6.8 earthquake hit Bondasi at intermediate depth in Indonesia. That was at 66.5 miles, so that's not too terrible, but, and it was in the sea. But, I mean, that could still cause a tsunami. Let's send them some love and light. Uh, Mudslides have buried 45 people in Northwest Liberia. Damn. Let's send them some love, man. Mudslides struck two mining sites in the towns of Masakpa and Bangoma in gold-rich Grand Cape, Mount County in the northwest part of Liberia. So 45 people were buried in the rubble and reports mentioned that, of course, the number of people buried might be a little bit more than that, actually. Let's send some love their way. That's got to be hard to be in that community right now. There was an intense Arctic outbreak expected over much of Ontario and Canada this week as well as parts of the eastern United States, and they did expect rare May snow as well as record cold. I don't know if it happened yet, but that was reported, um, well, two days ago, so maybe you guys know if it's happened or not. I'm going to go to the next page. We'll see if it happened. (laughs) The next page, of course, is page one, and this is the most up-to-date news now, so we're all caught up, and now let's see. So there was a severe hailstorm in Abha, Saudi Arabia, and this hit the um, the capital city of Abha in 
I guess it's a province or state of Asir. Anyway, <clears throat> the footage on me- social media shows roads and highways covered in hailstones. In some areas, accumulated hail created white-out conditions in wide swaths of land. Oh my God. Well, they can use some sunshine. I hate to send sunshine to Saudi Arabia because usually it's all sunshine and super, super hot. (sighs) Just send them limited sunshine, just kind of even it out a little bit. That's crazy. A violent storm hits Western Australia. Again with Australia. Oh, let's send so much love to Australia. A big chunk of my listeners are from Australia. You guys, we've got your back. We're going to pray for you. A violent storm hits Western Australia, leaving tens of thousands without power. 80 miles an hour wind, that's 128 kilometers per hour, lashed the Western Australia, toppling trees and power grids, which left 55,000 homes without electricity. And as of May 6th, homes are still impacted by the season's first storm. Oh my God, that was the first storm. And there's still 25,000 homes that are being impacted by that. In Israel, there was unseasonable thunderstorms. The sky is absolutely amethyst purple in this picture at watchers.news right on the first page if you want to look at this really pretty picture. Uh, So unseasonable severe thunderstorms ripped across the northern region of Israel to the Negev desert in the south. Authorities reported an unusually high number of lightning strikes, hailstorms, and flooding. They literally recorded 828 lightning strikes. I'm not going to go to the article, but I think it's within 24 hours. It's usually how they measure it, but oh my God, that's crazy. They could probably use a little bit of sunshine. Um, this one's sad. This is, I heard about this this week from a different local newspaper. Amazon tribes in Ecuador suffer water shortage following a massive oil spill. Um, obviously they filed a lawsuit against the government. Um, yeah, the indigenous community in the Amazon region of Ecuador, they've been suffering from a lack of clean water. And this is the biggest oil spill in the area since 2004. It's polluted the local rivers. Now, on top of that, you guys, um, coronavirus has hit that region. And they're they're freaking scared. So just please, there, uh, there are a couple of charities. I forgot the name of one. They sent me some information. But if you want to donate, otherwise just send your love. Just send as much love and light to the Amazon tribes here in Ecuador. I have not met the tribes here in Ecuador. I did meet some indigenous people in Colombia, but I met several tribes in in uh, the north region of Peru. And they, I mean, they just got nothing. They're just like walking around naked and making necklaces to sell for money to the tourists. And they do trades. I actually, I sold my necklace to it. Or I mean, I sold for a necklace I sold my bathing suit to a naked woman she thought it was pretty and she wanted it 
and my son sold his shoes to a man without shoes, barefoot man. <laughs> they just looks like they're not used to this stuff. They think it's interesting. They have to see it and look at it. And um, I'm sure they have like a stockpile somewhere. Maybe they have a store in town and they just act like, you know, we were joking about maybe they have like jeans and t-shirt in the back, you know. You know, when, when the days <clears throat> are that the people don't come to see them in their native stuff. It's possible. It's really possible. But yeah, sweet people, man. I do need to get back over there too. I, I promised some of those tribal ladies some lipstick. They really wanted lipstick. I was like, oh man, if I had known, I would have brought them makeup. They want, they wanted lipstick, like all the things that the poorest of the poor people could ask for. They wanted lipstick and they grow their own food. So they just, they're curious about it because people come with nail polish and lipstick and that's what they wanted. Like, oh, I'll have to come back. And I would only give makeup that would, that's like a hundred percent pure and high quality, like mineral makeup. That's not going to hurt them. But these ladies are so sweet. They all hugged me goodbye. So I was like, oh, all right. Weekly volcanic activity report. Only brand new three volcanoes. We also had 12 volcanoes already going off. So that's 15 volcanoes. And like I told you guys before, 21 is at any given time is normal. So below normal volcanic activity, I think is below normal seismic activity, even for this week. Um, ever since we all just had to be isolated at home, a lot of cool things are happening and less seismic activity, less volcanic activity. That's kind of cool. A 6.1 earthquake hit Papua New Guinea. Speaking of earthquake, just make a liar out of me. Why don't you? A Bougainville region of Papua New Guinea. And it was a depth of 289 miles or according to EMSC, they said 306 miles and that it's a 5.7. So not too big of a deal, honestly. There was, um, oh God, this is fun. A high resolution satellite has captured detailed images of a rocky cliff on Mars, revealing the first evidence of ancient rivers that existed for more than 100,000 years on the surface of the planet. 3.7 billion years ago. There's highly detailed images. If you want to go check it out, you could see where like the sides of the land have been carved away by these rivers. Definitely some movement of water in these photos. You could tell it's obvious. It's obvious. It's awesome. All right. Well, here we go. Elon Musk, maybe I'll have to bring back those rivers when he moves there. <laughs> Didn't he send his car into outer space? I, I mean, it was like getting covered in space dust. It was, I watched that launch. It was crazy. All right. Flash floods damage or destroy thousands of homes <clears throat> in Northern Afghanistan. Great. So let's send them a lot of sunshine. Heavy rains caused severe flash flooding in the provinces of Baglan and Samangan in northern Afghanistan, leaving thousands of partially or totally damaged houses and at least four injured people. National Disaster Management Authority head 
Sivgatula Sayyad confirmed that. So, yeah, send them a lot of sunshine. Water restrictions have been announced in Auckland, New Zealand, amid worsening drought in North in the North Island. So it's raining too much in Australia and not enough in New Zealand. Let's push the rain to New Zealand. Let's just skip over completely the parts of Australia that don't need any water. And send it to New Zealand. Man, let's just give them some rain. It's the worst in 50 years in some areas. <clears throat> the uh, Auckland's council... The Auckland Council's Emergency Committee to introduce mandatory water restrictions amidst the COVID-19 thing. Oh, my God. Let's just make it rain there. Let's imagine a little bit of rain over there. Imagine the people feeling relieved going outside. There's a little bit of rain on their face, and they're laughing, and they're happy because they didn't have to have water restrictions. Russia is set to launch... It's first satellite to monitor the Arctic climate. <clears throat> All right, they're calling it Arctica M, and it will be launched by the end of 2020, as announced by the general director of the Lavochkin Aerospace, Aerospace Company, Vladimir Kolmikov. I guess. He's the general director. The launch was initially scheduled in 2019, but was delayed. You can see more of that at watchers.news. I'm going to move on to the next story. Seriously, I'm taking up my whole hour with this. Osiris Rex succeeds in sampling rehearsal, taking a step closer to asteroid Bennu. So, they descended down... 246 feet above the surface of asteroid Bennu in a risky rehearsal to prepare the spacecraft before it collects the samples. Whoa. Oh my God. Remember that movie where the men did that? They went and blew up the asteroid. They like landed on an asteroid that was traveling. I mean, and they just freaking did this with NASA just did this. OSIRIS-REx's Origin Spectral Interpretation Resource Identification Security Regolith Explorer. So it's basically an explorer. Got it. Now, there's an article talking about the powerful outburst of Comet Swan, but scientists, of course, are hopeful it was just a volatile comet and that it's not really a fragmentation. I don't think it's a fragmentation. Only time will tell. There's a beautiful picture of the comet, though, if you wanted to see it. Oh, gosh. In Ethiopia, floods have affected more than 200,000 people. And 100,000 people have already been displaced. Following major floods that affected mostly those in Somali region. And flash floods also killed people. Oh, listen... A lot of love and light and a lot of sunshine to Ethiopia. I have known some, a, a lot of Somali people actually, and they're so sweet. My my kids and I used to go every week to our friend's house. They were from Somalia and they were like the sweetest people in the world. And we just, 
I mean, their food was amazing. They always cooked us uh, food from their country. And they, they said they don't always eat that way because, it, you know, they live in Oakland, California. But every time we came over, it was like, it's like Somali food. Now you're like, oh, it's so cool. It's the best food. It was really good. They were really sweet people. Now, here we go. Right after that, here's another one. In Somalia, 200,000 people have been affected by torrential rains and 16 lives have been claimed. So in Somali, as well as Somalia. So in Ethiopia and Somalia, two different countries, similar name. Um, 10 people are missing due to the floods. Let's just send them love and light. Hopefully they'll be found. 2,000 farms have been washed away. Oh my God. Since the goo. GU, that's what they call the rainy season there in Somalia. Damn. So, love and light. Second and unprecedented wave of locust invasion. Oh my God, with the insects tonight. Expected to hit Pakistan. Oh man, I was just talking to someone in Pakistan yesterday, and my friend, my good friend Yasser, I've known him for like eight years online, and we Skyped just dozens of times and anyway he's he's from Pakistan he lives in Greece uh yeah his parents all his family his ex-wife and kids are there yuck locusts posing threats of food security crisis and livelihood losses when the invasion will start from the southwestern province of Balochistan passing through the cropping area and just keeping moving through, I guess. I mean, what do they have a calendar? Have they like put this in their Google calendar or their eye calendar and sent the information ahead? How do they know? I guess they could see them flying and eating everything in their path. I don't even know what to send for them. Just send love and light and patience. Send people extra resources somehow. Shallow 5.1 earthquake hit <clears throat> in Tehran, Iran, near the dormant volcano called Damavand. It was 4.3 miles deep and 5.1. And there was also a 4.6 earthquake there as well. Yeah, it's shallow. Damn. Send them some love. The very last article of the night that we could get into 15 minutes of weird news, which is awesome. Thousands flee as wildfire continues to rage in Florida in the panhandle. Isn't all of Florida a panhandle? Am I wrong about that? Anyway, 1,600 people were forced to evacuate as five-mile swamp fire continues to rage in the Florida panhandle. As of Friday morning, that's today, the fire covered 2,180 acres of land and was only 35% contained. It's according to the Florida Forest Service. Man. And for those of you in Europe, that's 882 hectares on fire right now. So let's send them, let's send them rain. Obviously, to put out fires without electricity, just normal rain. 
Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to pause this for a minute and I'm going to go look up some weird news for you guys. So I decided to go to coast to coast thinking we're not going to have a ton of stuff from England because, you know, in recent weeks I've had way too many stories coming out of England. I wanted to give the whole world a fair shake. And of course, our first story is from, oh, jolly old England. (laughs) Cops have identified the plague doctor (laughs) in England. The mysterious individual who's been roaming around his village in England while dressed as a plague doctor has now been unmasked by police. The prankster made headlines last week (laughs) when word of his weird walks through the community of Helsden wound up on social media, clad in a long black cloak hat (laughs) and the iconic beaked mask made infamous during the 17th century. (laughs) I love that my son made the thing he wears is very similar to this. Oh my God. This, if we lived in England, this would be my kid. My kid would be like walking with this guy. They'd both be wearing this. I know it. (laughs) So the faux plague doctor sparked debate online as whether his antics were scary or amusing. I I find him amusing. He wasn't walking in a weird way. He's just walking normally. I think he's just scared of the plague that's actually here. Ultimately, the local police department indicated that they were looking into the matter hope to speak to the faux plague doctor and either by way of hot tip or maybe an informant the hunt reportedly didn't last long as cops announced that they did identify the person behind the character as unsurprisingly a boy in his late teens <laughs> according to a police spokesperson the individual was spoken to about the consequences his actions may have had on some people in the local community and he was given words of advice <laughs> as a result. Uh, meanwhile, it would appear that the teenager in Helsden is not the only plague doctor making the rounds in England. Now a second individual wearing the unnerving costume <laughs> has been seen in the London neighborhood of Crouch End. However, unlike the aforementioned case, this particular person seems to be far less menacing as they were recently spotted lingering in the produce section of a grocery store and they were known to tip their cap to passers-by when they were walking down the street so you know i want one of these masks so bad now because it's so weird i I, you dress like that you could be a curmudgeon for life (laughs) it's an introvert's dream mask i'm just telling you all right A woman walking along a beach in Maine had a very unsettling discovery in the form of an eerie-looking metallic skull that was just sitting there in the sand. According to a local media report, the curious object was found last Tuesday in the evening in the town of Kittery when resident Serena Gelshaw took a break from riding her bike to stretch out along the shoreline. And then something caught my eye in the sand, she says. She ventured over to the object and was surprised to see that it was a skull. And initially, she was obviously fearing that it was human remains that she had stumbled upon. Yeah, but she was relieved when she got a closer look at the oddity and determined that it was, in fact, made out of metal. Of course, she scooped up the skull and she described it as fairly heavy 
and just turned it over to the local police department. Now, they were asked by the local paper about this, and Sergeant Josh Stewart of the Kittery Police Department said, It's a metal skull. You could see the machine marks on it, and musing, nothing too extraordinary. His oddly nonplussed response leaves us wondering what other kinds of weird items the officer has come across. If a metallic skull is deemed to be mundane, this department currently holds on to the skull for the time being, just to see if anyone comes around to claim it, and should no one come forward, they'll presumably be allowed to keep it. Oh, I mean, Gelshaw would be presumably allowed to keep it if she should really want to. While the composition of the skull may not be a mystery, the questions of how and why it wound up on the beach remain unanswered. Intriguingly, Gelshaw expressed doubt due to how heavy it is that it simply washed ashore. So as such, she put forward the interesting theory that perhaps it is a main version of the Florida man dressed up as a grim reaper protesting that the beaches are reopening. See, you know, I would, I would think that that would be, um, probably witchcraft. Someone was using it to cast a spell and somebody, well, interrupted the spell, basically. I mean, that's crazy, right? All right. Let me see here. Um, let me get through some of these quickly in coast. You missed it. That's the page I'm looking at on coast to coast AM. This is Art Bell's original show now, George Nury, is in charge of it. And they have interesting news. I used to write for Art Bell um, when he had his other show, his one of his last shows. So it's always some interesting things. Um, trying to see. There was... Um, yeah, a lot of the stuff we already know about. There, in Florida, though, there was a flock of migratory birds that appeared on the weather radar and resembled an amazingly colorful storm. So that sounds strange. Uh, contrasting that beauteous event was a different kind of storm in the form of a massive wall of sand and dust that descended upon the capital city of Niger. At one point during this apocalyptic event, the sky even turned an eerie blood red hue. So that sounded kind of odd. Um, a pair of strange cases centering around confused cops popped up in the news this past week, beginning with an incident in Malaysia in which police guarding a roadblock were startled to hear the sounds of what they believed to be an infamous ghost known in the country as the crying vampire. Fortunately for them, it was later determined it was the victim of a mischievous, that they were the victims of a mischievous hopester. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, again, over in England, a lot of armed officers went on the hunt for what was reported to be a tiger seen in England sitting in a field, but it turned out to be a remarkably realistic statue <laughs> of a big cat. I love that. That's hilarious. Um, they say they, they're calling the murder hornets the proverbial spirit animal of this very bizarre year of 2020. Yeah, I um, that that's about right. 
spirit animal of this year is a damned murder hornet. I have one wonderful story left for you. And then that's the end of the evening. A curious piece of footage from Las Vegas that's shown on Coast to Coast AM. Also, you could look it up on YouTube. Shows four mysterious red orbs hovering in the night sky. The intriguing video was reportedly filmed last week in the southwest part of Las Vegas. In the footage, there was puzzling crimson lights initially appeared in a diamond formation. Then the strange cluster realigned with two other orbs when the two orbs on the edges hover towards each other in the center and then it looks like a vertical line of lights and then they all kind of blinked out this also occurred in virginia so there's footage for both virginia and las vegas in one video here on coast to coast am uh, website so i actually talked to michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command and the Palladian Light Forces. And I asked him if that was him, and he says, yes, it was. The Palladians have not landed in people's yards yet, but they are showing their pretty twinkling lights in the sky just to let us know that they are here. They're watching over us. They are big brothers and sisters. And they just want to let us know that contact is imminent. It's going to happen soon. And on that note, I'm going to end my contact with you guys for the week. And I'll be back on Monday with all unique and original programming, just like always. I hope you enjoyed this week of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. And if so, please tell your friends, tell anyone you meet who are interested in the paranormal, the supernatural, strange technologies, cutting edge, fringe stuff, as well as learning how to telepath, which is what Monday's topic will be. B. Oh, that word, even that word now is giving me a creepy feeling. I love bees. Let's just send all of our love to honeybees everywhere. So that's it guys. Um, That's it for now. I will be back on Monday. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in and giving me your confidence. And thank you for all of you who have written in this week. I might not have acknowledged you on the air. Hopefully I acknowledged you over the various forms of media. I think I had several on my Metaphysical Soul Speak on Facebook. I haven't gotten to yet. And I haven't gotten my email in weeks. It's just, I'm still just trying to deal with all this stuff that's going on outside. But you know how it is. Anyways, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a plague mask if you must. (laughs) Just avoid coronavirus like the plague. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your continued listenership and confidence in me. But right now I am signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace.
Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.